In today's show, we're recapping a wild day. So much news in the NBA. Ten games on. Michael Bolton was watching. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on the ones, on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. There's so much stuff going on. We're going to cover all of the news. We're going to cover all of the 10 games and we're going to do it right now. Let's start by looking in Chicago uh, where DeMar DeRozan has been hit with the COVID health and safety protocols. We do not know whether he has tested positive. When um, Javante Green and Kobe White tested positives, the Bulls immediately said, yes, they've been positive. DeRozan, they did not say that. They said, oh, we're not sure. Um... And yeah, there's a possibility if he just gets two tests in the next 24 hours, like he can be, he can be back. So this isn't a necessary a 10-day absence uh, at all. And maybe it's like a LeBron James type scenario for DeRozan. We'll keep an eye on that. Ish Smith though, in Charlotte, it looks like he is positive and he will miss the next 10 days or so with COVID. That adds to LaMelo Ball. That adds to Terry Rogier, to Jalen McDaniels and Mason Plumley. They started Cody Martin at point guard today. We'll talk more about that later on, but you know, I think Martin, even though there is only two more games left for the Hornets this week, Martin is an interesting 12-team league player uh, to go and add. But uh, yeah, Ish, who was the great replacement for Melo, he's done now as well, so you can move on and drop him. A couple of Lakers updates. Kendrick Nunn is not back until January. And even then, like, what's he going to be able to do being out this long? Um, yeah, That's really given this leg up for Malik Monk to establish himself as a uh, as a solid rotation piece. And Trevor Ariza was able to return to his first uh, part of practice. He's still a way away from returning. When he returns, it's going to have more of an impact on guys like Dwight Howard as, as it means they can push uh, Davis to the, uh, the five more. So instead of Howard playing 21 minutes, he might play 15 minutes or 16 minutes. That's, I think, the impact Ariza has. Nothing really from his own value for fantasy. Jalen Brown is questionable. As he returns from his hamstring injury, I think this is going to worry him for a couple of weeks, to be fair. He'll be in and out of, of lineups. He just does not look right at all. But Al Horford is returning. Well, Harrison Barnes has got some practice in. He's been upgraded to questionable after missing the last few games with that foot issue. They don't play until Wednesday, but it looks like he'll be ready to return. Some other injury updates. Luka Doncic is questionable for tomorrow, while Christos Porzingis is listed as probable. While James Wiseman still has not been cleared for scrimmaging for the Warriors. Now, Steve Kerr did not want to say this, but he basically said it without saying it, that Wiseman won't be playing until January. They said, oh, does this mean he's out into the new year? And he goes, oh, well, I guess you can do the math. I don't want to say it because I don't want to be creating headlines. Um, yeah, he's out until January. There's almost no chance that we're getting James Wiseman back this month if he's not even doing any practicing at all. Um, coming back from this meniscus surgery, he's not back until January. And no, I don't think he's a stash. He'll be brought along slowly. They're winning. He may, he did not make them win at all last year. They do not need him at this point. He's helpful to chuck in for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe 18 minutes. But he is not. I, unless things have changed dramatically, 
And considering he hasn't been able to do any work for nine months, I don't think that would have changed dramatically. He's not going to be an impact player or a fantasy impact player, so no. Um, Jim Wiseman, old Blunty, is not a stash. Let's have a look at the top ads and the top drops over the last 24 hours in fantasy leagues. At number one was, was Ishmael Smith. Well, he's going to be on the top drops tomorrow. He was added. Everyone added him. Made sense. Right move to do. And then now he has COVID, so he's out. Dougie McDirt up 17%. That's um, that's because of the, uh, the five-game schedule that the Spurs do have for this week. So that has helped uh, yeah, him be added. And I understand it. Getting the five games in does really help. But you know, we know on a per-game basis, he's pretty trash. The second Smith there, up 16%, is Dennis Smith with Lillard and Simons out. I think he makes sense to add. And CJ McCollum out. Kobe, Cody Martin's a good add. Steven Adams up 11%. People were pretty uh, pretty smart on that one. He did a big game today. So that's okay. I don't look at him as a must-roster sort of guy. Well, Finney Smith up 11%. Lonnie Walker up nine. That's just a schedule-based a schedule based ad. Hello. And then Terrence Davis up 8%. We don't really know how the Kings are going to run things, and they're still two days away from playing. Uh, I don't mind taking a flyer on Terrence Davis. I, I don't think that it's awesome or that he is this great you know, game-changing sort of bloke, but the last two games for him have been pretty good. In terms of the top drops, people bailing on Anthony Simons quite a lot here, which is intriguing. I didn't expect people to jump off that quickly, but I guess if he's out with the ankle injury and then Lillard's going to return, it is hard to hold him. I would be really keen on adding him next game if he is back. Quickly down 15%, sure. Uh, Joe Ingles down 9 absolutely. Uh, Otto Porter down 8%. He's a drop. Eric Bledsoe down 8%, absolutely. Brooke Lopez, get rid of him. Maxi Kleber. It probably is a drop, especially with Puzingas probable. Uh, I'd like to see what the minutes look like next game, but he is probably a drop to me. And then, of course, uh, Jordan Clarkson. J-O-R-D-A-N-C-L-A-R-K-S-O-N. Yep, I think that's a drop. I've been saying that for a pretty long period of time that uh, Jordan Clarkson is not a must-roster guy in 12-team leagues, and I clearly stand by that. I also stand by the fact that when you are out here, when we're in COVID, you, you would have signed up to a bunch of subscriptions. We needed to know, you know we needed stuff to do. But have you remembered to cancel the ball? Well, that's where Truebill can come in. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need or want or that you simply forgot about. Truebill, on average, people can save up to 720 bucks a year. That is an amazing number. And because those companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill is here to make it incredibly easy. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Had this problem last week. Oh, like Friday, Saturday, I think it was. Woke up, couldn't move my neck to the left. Pain in the ass. You know how bad that is when you just can't move. So had to. I went to the, the chiropractor to try to loosen up. And he pulled out his Theragun. He goes, you got one of these at home? I'm like, bloody oath I do, mate. Theragun's great. He goes, use it. Use it as much as you can. Loosen this up. And I'm as good as new now. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power. And it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. 
Whether it's muscle tension from sport and injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams like Real Madrid or professional athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and just regular blokes like me. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash locked on right now and get a Gen 4 Theragun today. That's therabody.com slash locked on. Therabody.com slash Locked on. Let's move into the game recaps now. The first game we're going to look at was an overtime one between the Philadelphia 76ers and those banged up Charlotte Hornets. The Sixers, they weren't necessarily in the best place themselves in terms of um, absences and injuries um, with uh, Tyrese Maxey out pregame. But they did get the thick hogsman himself, Tobias Harris. He was back in action. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. And wouldn't you know it, the buy low locked on fantasy bump continues. 21 and 11 for the Thick Hogsman. Two threes, one steal, two blocks. Still didn't shoot particularly well, but got the volume up there. While in place of Tyrese Maxi was Shake Milton. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. 35 minutes, 16 points, four triples with a block for Shake. That's great. If Tyrese is out, otherwise it means nothing. Well, I thought Embiid was fantastic. 41 minutes, 43, 15, and 7. And of course, with him playing this well and this much, Andre Drummond played 12 minutes. Now, Drummond still had two blocks, but he is still rostered in almost every 12-team league, and it makes no sense. You do not have to do that. Stinker from Seth Curry, 41 minutes, 6 points, 27%. He'd been shooting unbelievably. So there was going to be some level of cool-off, but this obviously is to the other extreme. That'll pick up. While the painter Matisse Thibault was a shithouse. Two points in 20 minutes, a steal. I, I don't think that he's must roster in 12-team leagues. For some teams, he makes sense. For others, he doesn't. And if he's not going to push to 25 a night, then I don't think that he's really you know, that valuable. Danny Green played 30. He had nine points with two blocks and three threes. He can be a 12-team league streamer. While George Niang and Furkan Korkmaz both played under 17 minutes. While Isaiah Joe got the backup point guard minutes. I like Joe long-term. There are three threes, nine points, 12 minutes. For the Hornets, they were without Rogier, Ball, Ish Smith, Mason Plumlee. And Jalen McDaniels. They decided to start Cody Martin. His efficiency was pretty off. But 14-6-4 is fine. Now, they have just two more games this week, the Hornets. But I think he's worth uh, having a look. At 42 minutes, um, he's worth as a 12-team league guy. Ubre, massive sell high for Ubre. 43 minutes, 35 points, 54% shooting, 6 triples, 4 steals, and a block. There is huge minutes, huge usage. He's also coinciding that big usage with hot streak shooting. This turns him into a gigantic sell high. He's top 50 over the last two weeks. Try and get a top 60 to 70 guy back if you can. Uh, that's exactly what I... He's only 120th this season. This is a massive hot streak that is going to stop. P.J. Washington Jr. is a must-roster player. We'll figure it out when Mason Plumlee gets back. 16 points, 4 triples, 8 rebounds, 1 steal, and 3 blocks, while Gordy Haywood had 12, 5, and 9 with a triple 1. Rough shooting night from Haywood, as it was for Bridges, who had 16, 6, and 6. Um, really, really good stuff to see someone like James Booknight, who's been terrible all season. And he was a little bit rough to start this game. He had a really nice second half, had 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 1 assist in 22 minutes. Now, I don't think that he is anything more than an on-the-day streamer for 12-team leagues. If you want to add him in a 16-team league while these guys are out, I get it. But to me, he's not someone where I've got to grab in a 12 and just hold through the rest of this week. Only two more games. He still only played 22 minutes, and he didn't do too much outside of a nice little scoring burst. Good dunk. I, I, still, I don't view him highly moving forward, and I don't think that he is a 12-team league guy. While the, uh, the old god of hammers himself. We know each other. He's a friend from work. 
JT Thor, another big dunk from this bloke. I really like his long-term potential. Eight points in 20 minutes. He had a block. He's a long way away from doing a huge amount, but he is a guy long-term that I think can develop into yeah, like a Jaden McDaniels, not, not his brother Jalen, but more like what Jaden does in Minnesota. I think Thor can become a player like that. It is a few years away, but I'm really interested in what he can bring long-term for Dynasty formats. The second game of the day was the Washington Wizards and the Indiana Pacers. The Pacers win this one, 116-110. The buy low locked on bump. It hits Bradley Beal as well. 34 points in 39 minutes, 63% shooting, 9 of 10 from the line. We, t- we said it. Look, these shooting numbers have to improve. They did. He was still only 1 of 3 from 3 as his continual suckiness from deep continues, but everything else was great. While the table, Montrez Harrell, nice little bounce back from him as well. 26 minutes for 11 points with 3 steals and a block. Dan Gafford got into some foul troubles. He only played 20 minutes, but 14 and 8 is nice. Unfortunately, there's no blocks there. While the future MVP had 14 points in 39 minutes. That's Kyle Kuzma, for those of you who don't know. Aaron Holiday started for Dinwiddie, had 11-5 and with 3 steals. Spencer Dinwiddie would kill for those numbers, I reckon. Um, of course, he just goes back to a lower role when Spence is back next game. While well, Hal Neto had six points and five assists in 23 minutes, and they basically shared that role. Well, KCP, who'd been rolling, he stunk. Eight points, he rolled. He rolled in shit. That's what he did. Eight points, 27% shooting, four assists with two threes for KCP, who is a solid 12-team guy for now. I do not think it remains that way. And honestly, when you appraise your roster with a critical eye, is he your best? Is, is he your best player? Kids, cover him. Fuck. If he's your best player, your team shit out. Is he your worst player? And I think if you look at it, you, you probably say yes, and that makes him expendable if the right option's there or to stream and to maximize your games played for the week. Davis Bertans played three minutes before shitting his pants and having to leave with a stomach virus. That just means he was shitting his pants. So he's eye up. Um, Sabonis, he's been really, really firing up after a terrible start. Really good stuff. 30 and 10, six assists, three steals and a block. Efficiency up, eight of eight from the line. He's handling more. He's passing more. It does help that TJ McConnell and Justin Holiday are out, but it's really good stuff from him. Duarte had 25 minutes, 13 points, four steals. I wouldn't look at Duarte as a 12-team must-roster player. If you want to stream him in, by all means, go go for it. Um, you can stream him in, but I don't think he's must-roster. Well, it was a solid Karis LeVert night. He blocked three shots. He had 19 points. He shot 50%. This is good. This is in the right direction. Let's hope it sticks. I'm have little faith in it sticking, but let's hope it does. Well, O'Shea Brissett played 29 minutes. Now, it's because Tory Craig was ill also. 12 and 8 with three threes. Don't read into that too much. Don't go, that's a 12 or a 14 team league ad. In a 16 or an 18, maybe you want to look, but again, there are factors there. The loss of Holiday, the loss of Tory Craig in this game did help Brissett get those extra minutes. Well, Miles Turner blocked his four shots, but only had five points on five shots, which I, I guess is probably a little bit disappointing. The Oklahoma City Thunder, those that needed to be folded and sent back to Seattle, and it's a disgrace, and they need to be fined, and they need to be they need to lose draft picks. Well, they won on the road. Shit house. That's bad. They're terrible, mate. Relegate them. Ugh, useless. Um, 104. I know it was against the Pistons, but this is exactly my point the other day when I talked about the Thunder. There are five teams worse than them, or four teams worse than them, and they beat one of them here, 114-103. Lou Dort. Big game from Dorta. No, my son is also named Bort. 28 points, five threes, two steals, two blocks. Just a huge, huge game from Lou. Uh, 47% shooting. He's been very up and down, but he's been much better than I anticipated this season. Great stuff. They also welcome back Shea Gildas-Alexander. 30 points, 13 assists, two blocks. And Josh Giddy, who somehow, yeah, I put it in my Yahoo Best Bets. Hey, Giddy, he's getting like seven, eight rebounds every game. Uh, the over-under six and a half, he'll smash that. Zero rebounds. Zero. What? 
you know, you want to do a Watfo, what are the fucking odds that he gets zero? There you go. He had 12 points, five assists. Josh Giddy's a must-roster player, guys. Please make sure he's not on any waiver wire. Baisley brought some good defense, including a block three of Cade Cunningham. Three blocks, two steals, but he just, again, offensively, it's just rough from him. Seven points in 29 minutes. More of a points league guy than anything else. Well, Kenrich Williams, just racking up the numbers. 12-3-3 with four steals and two blocks as he returns from his ankle injury. But I don't need to... Um, we don't, we don't, I don't think we need to get too much into um, Kenrich Williams as any sort of fantasy option. I think we can... Um, old Jack Armstrong, Joe Rogan. Get that garbage out! If you want to translate it, that means I think you can drop Jeremiah Robinson Earl in 12-team leagues. Well, let's say Pokyshevsky. Man, I, I was excited for him as a draft prospect. Oh, he's shit-ass. Like, he's so bad. Maybe he can still become something, but he's actually bad. He's really bad. Derek Favors played the 17 minutes for six points there with five rebounds. For the Pistons, it was massive to see Cade Cunningham just absolutely blow up. 28-11, and 11, five assists, two steals, and six triples. What I'm probably almost as excited about is he had 34% usage. Great stuff from Kate. I think top 40 for him next year. Should he could, from here on out, he could be top 40 very, very easily. The All the parts are there for an elite fantasy player. And you want to do the buy low bump from the locked on fantasy puzzle? How about the sell high drop? Jeremy Grant was on the sell high. He still ended with 20 points, but I said that these you know, eight free throw attempts per game aren't going to stick. He had one. And I said, hey, I want to see the usage drop off. Well, it did. 22% usage. Totally fine. Now, he, he was still good here. Five assists is good. Two blocks is good. 56% shooting is unbelievable. And I don't really buy that. But you know, settling into that role is where I sort of saw him going. And we'll see what this means. The depressed penis, Sadiq Bay started out, I think, with like 12 points in the first quarter. Ended with 15 on horrendous shooting once again. At least adding seven boards, three threes, and two steals is nice. But... The depressed penis is 244th over the last two weeks, and you don't need me to diagnose that as being shitful. Killian Hayes, nine points, but five assists, a steal, and a block. That's why you have him, to get assists and to get defensive stats. While Big Alf Stewart, the flaming Galar. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming Galars. Didn't get the double-double, but three blocks, nine rebounds. That's enough. That's doing enough, I think, to be our hold. Saban Lee had nine points, three assists, two steals, two threes. I like that, but Corey Joseph was out, so they'll probably limit him, which is unfortunate. I'm really looking to see what Lee can do as the season goes on. And don't be shocked if Hayes gets hurt later on in the year, if that Lee has a little run of being a 12-team league player. Luca Garza, he's not really an NBA player, I don't think. Two points in four minutes for him. And, and uh, Trey Lyles' position as the worst rotation player in the NBA feels pretty comfortable at this stage. You listen to podcasts for the power of the inside track. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Boost, guys, you need to work on that one. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to the latest episodes and keep up with your favorite players and team. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can share all of the insights. Get them onto Locked On Fantasy Basketball. They'll love it. And the power of one of America's largest 5G networks. So you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that edge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Ominously so. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Free phone limited to new customers and one per line. Additional restrictions apply. Offers and coverage not available everywhere or for all phones and networks. See boostmobile.com for details. Let us go on to the next game. It was the fourth game of the day, the Memphis Grizzlies. And 
I don't know when Ja Morant's back. He's just on the sideline in a very, very sexy beige tracksuit. He looks like he mightn't be too far away, but we just don't know that at this stage. No surgery, obviously, for him with his knee. Um, but since he's been out, they're undefeated. And amazingly, they have won five straight games, the Grizzlies, and they have been behind in those games for zero seconds. That is legitimately unbelievable. That means they've scored the first bucket in every one of those games and never gone behind. That's, that is, I was going to say it's impossible to do, but it's obviously not impossible because someone did it. But man, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Let's talk about him. Desi Bain, 21 and 8, three threes, two steals and a block. Really good stuff. He's, he was on the Sal High show today, and that was mainly because we're waiting for Morant to come back. And he, yeah, I didn't think he'd continue shooting at 53% from three, and he didn't. He shot 38%. Still really good. And they are functioning really well at the moment. And Dylan Brooksy Brooks. Now, you think I'm going to hate on Dylan Brooksy Brooks because he had 21 points on 38% shooting. And that's not particularly efficient. But to be honest, I thought he played well. I thought his passing was very, very good in this game. And he ended with eight assists. He was creating a lot of havoc with his ability to set up for others. And that's all I want. I hate when he goes in and just takes contested jack-up, you know, long twos, that sort of bullshit. Like, that's horrendous when he does that. But he plays like this. The shooting was off. But when he's actually contributing and creating for others, I thought he was really good in this game. He is a must-roster player. Tyus Jones also 14 points with seven assists. While the wave pulled DeAnthony Melton, only 23 minutes, five points. The four assists and two steals are valuable, but he's very much a fringe 12-team league guy. And if you're in a points league, he had 18 fantasy points. Don't worry about him. He's not a 12-team points league player. And I think in a category league, again, appraise your roster critically. Is he your worst player? Almost definitely yes. Move on. And I love him. I want him to play 30 minutes, but you've got to address the realities of the situation. He's not going to do that. So you can move on from him. Triple J had 14 points with two threes and two blocks. And I referenced this earlier, but old Steve Adams had 17 and 16 in 31 minutes. So his minutes are absolutely up and down. They are all over the shop. So predicting this was almost impossible. I don't think that he is anywhere near a must roster player, but obviously this is a good game. Try and sell high if you've got him. People will add him after this game. I have no doubt about that. While for the Heat, that is three subpar games in a row for The Undertaker, Dwayne Dedman. When the first news came out about Bam, I said, yeah, give him a try. And then that first game, he looked great. I went, shit, all right, add him. Three games in a row, stinking. Get rid of him. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Four points, 21 minutes, two blocks. He's a streamer at best for 12s. Tyler Hero, 24 points, four assists. While Kyle Lowry had 17, four and eight. But let's talk about Jim Butler. Because he's my butler. <laughs> he shouldn't have been out there. He looked, he couldn't move. And then he fell on his ass again, hurt his tailbone, and had to leave the game. There is almost no chance that he plays on Wednesday, would be my guess. 10-5-4 with three steals. He's going to have more time on the sidelines. This guy misses a ton of games. We know that consistently. This It didn't look comfortable at all. Wouldn't be shocked if he's ruled out for the rest of the week. So then we're looking at Gabe Vincent, looking at Kayla Martin. Vincent had four assists, two steals here, while Martin had 11 points and a couple of big dunk attempts later on. Max Struess only got six minutes. He'll get a lot more in that next game. Yeah, Vincent and Caleb can be 12-team league streamers, but remember, they play Wednesday when there's 13 games on. So I don't know if you actually get value there. Deeper leagues, Omer Yatsevin had two blocks with six points. He didn't play at all in the first half and played 17 second-half minutes. That's very intriguing. I'd watch to see what happens next game. I think if you're in an 18 or 16-teamer, you can take that flyer. But just watch. The fact that he played that much in the second half is really, really intriguing. Oh, by the way, Duncan Robinson, Jack, what should we do? Get that garbage out of here! Thanks, Jack. All right, let's go on to the next game. 
the Atlanta Hawks and the Minnesota Timberwolves. The um, the Hawks get the win comfortably, 121-110 on the road. Trey Young had 29-7 and 11 with four threes. Rough shooting night overall, but great from the line. While the Italian cock, Danilo Gallinari. Hands off my cock! 24 minutes, 20 points, four threes, a steal, a block, 70% shooting. Just some really, really good numbers. And again, with everyone injured on this team, Cam Reddish, DeAndre Hunter, Bogdan Bogdanovic, there is opportunities there for Gallinari. There, there are plenty of opportunities for him. But the thing we have to have a look at with this team, they have one more game this week, and it's on Friday, which is a relatively high-volume day. Uh, do you want Gallinari to then have you know, sit on zeros for three days? You don't. So while that's great and all, Reddish might even be back on that game. I don't think he's a must-roster guy, mainly because of that schedule. Capella, 9-16 and 16 with four blocks. Sure. While Luau Cabro, much the same as Gallinari. He went bananas. Seven triples for Timotei. That's ridiculous. 38 minutes, 23 points. But again, you're not adding him to not play for three days. He's not that good. It was a shit night from Fanapants, 10 points in 38 minutes on 13 shots. And Johnny Collins, who got the sell high, what's the opposite of a bump? A bump on the head like he got whack-a-mold. 13 and 6 with three threes on 39%. I would still hold Herter, uh, even though there is only one more game this week. But if he is your worst player and you want to stream games in, do it. His upside's not that high. So if you do want to move on from him to get other players in, who gives a shit? Like, move on from him. Dylan Wright only the 17 minutes and Lou Williams only uh, 16. Well, Gorgie Jeng, little cameo for him. Nine points with three threes. Well, for the Wolves, there was no Russell or no Beverly. So they started Leandro Balmaro, and he didn't do anything. Two points on 17% in 18 minutes, while McLaughlin had 7-3-4. and four. I think Beverly and Russell will be back pretty soon, but I don't know that for sure. So I wouldn't be looking to add McLaughlin anywhere. While um, the old bar himself, Jared Vanderbilt bar, six points, 13 boards, a steal. He's a 12-team league guy, while Beasley had 24-5 and five with six triples. Now, with Russell and Beverly out, that means Beasley's a 12-team league guy. But we don't know whether they're going to remain out. So I wouldn't be you know, tripping over my dick to go and pick him up. Goose, he had 20 points, Anthony Edwards. It took 19 shots, but he added two steals, seven assists, and three blocks. And then Carl Anthony Towns, 41 minutes coming back from his tailbone issue. 31 and 16, four, three, six assists. Just a gigantic game from Towns, who had been performing a little bit under expectations, 31st over the last two weeks, but dropped in 62 fantasy points here in this game. The next game for us to take a look at, the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks win at 112-104. Jarrett Allen's push for All-Star continues. 25-9, and 83% shooting, 5 of 5 from the line. He's been ridiculous. Over the last two weeks, Jarrett Allen is the fifth-ranked player. Fifth. I don't know how he keeps doing it. 20s and 10s, big blocks, big field goals, big free throws. It's been amazing. I'd say it's a sell high, but... Oh, I did say it was a sell high last week, and he hasn't called off at all. Larry Markin in 20 and 7 with four threes, while Garland had, you know, he cooled off finally. 10 points with nine assists in 35 minutes. Don't panic with Garland. It's just a rough night. While Mobley, Evan Mobley might be transitioning to a bit of a buy low because his shooting is off the last little bit of time. 12 and 6 with a three on 30%. He'll be better than that, but he's cooling off a little bit while ravishing Rick Rubio. Seven points only on 22%. His shooting is horrendous at the moment, but he added nine assists. If you have him, he is hurting your field goals. We know that. But surely you're punting field goals if you have him. 
and you are liking the assists. But otherwise, it's been really rough. Well, Kevin Love had 15 in 19 minutes. I don't think Love is more than just a 12-team league streamer. Um, but some good numbers again. 15 points, 5 threes, 4 rebounds, and 3 assists. On to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo returned. Giannis Antetokounmpo. 27 minutes only, 27 and 12, and 6 of 7 from the line. Well, Drew Holiday, 20 points, 7 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and a block. I remember fielding multiple questions on Drew Holiday about asking if he's a drop. He's a 33rd-ranked player over the last two weeks, while Punchbob had 10 and 16, and Chris Middleton, 21, 3 and 8. Grayson Allen, you can jack Armstrong him and feel pretty good about it. Get that garbage out! Six points with two blocks on 29%. And guys, if you added DeMarcus Cousins in a 12-team league, if you added DeMarcus Cousins in a 14-team league, Get that garbage out of here! 18 minutes, 7 and 6. Great. He's a good per-minute player. Great. But he's not playing 25 minutes. He's nowhere near a 12-team league guy. Like, not even close. Well, Wes Matthews got minutes here. Three points. Did you know Wes Matthews signed in Milwaukee? Three points in 15 minutes for Wes. Do not worry about him in any sort of fantasy context. The Chicago Bulls. Hosted the Denver Nuggets. Injury riddled both teams. Big Chungus, Nikola Jokic. Just a really inefficient game. 17 points on 17 shots. Also four of six from the line. He added 15 assists, which is awesome. 12 boards is great. Two steals is awesome. But he is now number two for the year and sixth over the last two weeks. 57 fantasy points here, but still not his best game. While Monty Morris was good, 19, 4, and 7. He's fine in a 12-team league, but very limited upside. While Jeff Green had 14 and 13. Where's the button for it? My name is Jeff. There it is. Um, good. Look, he's the top 100 player over the last two weeks. If you want him in a 12-team league, sure. But he's your back-end guy. You stream him in. I think you move on from him after that. Aaron Gordon had 18 and 6, while Faku was just dreadful. Eight, 8 points? He wishes he had 8 points. He had 0 points on 21 minutes, 0 of 5 shooting with 5 assists. He can be a short-term league, uh, short-term 12-team league guy for his assists and steals and threes, but once Bones comes back to Big Stiffy and Austin Rivers, there's no way that you're interested in Faku there. While Zeke Naji, remember that huge game against the Knicks? There were people considering adding him. Uh, yeah, no, three points in 15 minutes with three rebounds. Uh, it's a big, big drop-off. He had that huge game there, but again, there was just no way that those minutes were going to maintain all that production. Keep an eye on him for deeper leagues and see if he can take some more minutes off Jermichael Green, who's been terrible nearly all season, I would say. For the Bulls, not only were they without DeMar DeRozan, but Kobe White is in the COVID protocols as well. As And then not in the protocol. Uh, Javante Green's also in the COVID protocols, but also the Rabbit Hunter's out with a hamstring injury. Very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. Alex Caruso is out at least a week with a hamstring injury. I would hold Caruso. I think he's a top 100 sort of player. I would hold him. So without those guys, they started Ayo Desumnu. 42 minutes from Desumnu, 11 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, and a steal. I didn't like Desumnu as a draft prospect. I didn't like the Bulls picking him at the top of the second round. I think he's been solid enough as a backup guy. I don't really think that he's a long-term future starter, but he was really, really good in this game. And if DeRozan is out long-term, along with those other guys, you can at least get some stream value out of um, Desumnu for the rest of this week. But the Bulls play, what, two more games on a 13-game Wednesday? And then you got some value maybe for him on a Saturday. But is it worth adding Desumnu to not get him to play Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? The answer to that question is no. So unless you're in a deeper league, you're not adding him until we get to that um, until we get to that you know, part of the week on Saturday when he plays. So you know, we we have to look at the reality of that's a really good game and he was impressive, but 
it's not worth holding, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, Derek Jones Jr. also started, similar to Desumnu. He can be a streamer for blocks. He had 12 and 9 there with a block in 28 minutes as he's also starting. Well, Levine had 32, 3 and 8. And uh, Nikola Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Vucevic. Had 20 and 10 with three threes. And Lonzo had 20 and 10. Another 20 and 10 game. Four triples, four assists, and four blocks. Just a monster from Lonzo. 48 fantasy points as well. Lonzo is now the 36th ranked player. I didn't think he'd be able to get to that high this season. I think, although I think in one of my mock drafts, I picked him there, which was weird. Um, it was one of my deeper league ones. I picked him in that spot because of the rarity of assists. But I didn't think he'd really, in a 12-team format, be able to push that high. But he's been great on this team. Really, really good. Troy Brown was shocking. 6-8 and eight in 24 minutes. Here's a real opportunity here, but didn't take advantage of that whatsoever. All right. Let's go to the next game. It is the San Antonio Spurs going down to the Suns, 108-104. DeJounte Murray was excellent again. 17-6 with 14 assists and two steals. He's now the 10th ranked player over the last two weeks. Excellent stuff. Well, it was awesome to see Jakob Pertl play 32 minutes. 14-11 with a block. I still think he's really underrated in fantasy, and he's probably like a top 80, 80 guy, uh, maybe even higher. Josh Primo got some minutes in this game, and what about those defensive stats? Holy shit. Three steals and four blocks in 18 minutes. It's already better than Lonnie Walker. Just keep an eye on him for um, deeper leagues to see whether they find him a regular rotation role. Well, only 26 minutes for Derek White. He didn't play particularly well. 12 points on 12 shots with a block and four assists. And I thought we'd get way more Thad Young than this. Eight minutes. He'd been playing like 15, 16 minutes as the backup center. He played eight there's still four more games for the Spurs this week, so he's worth a hold there. But after that, see you later. If he's playing eight minutes, no point. Keldon Johnson did a Keldon Johnson. He had 13 points, did it with poor shooting, and did nothing else. This is what he does. This is why he's a points league guy and not a 12-team category guy. Well, Dougie McDirt had 14 points with three threes. He's worth a hold for the rest of this week with four more games. And um, Lonnie Walker. Hello. Six points, two threes, 20 minutes. I mean, sure. Again, the schedule's the only thing working in his favor for this week because as an overall NBA player, I don't think he's very good. For the Suns, Chrissy Paul, 21 with 10 assists. Great game from him without Devin Booker. Well, it was finally time for one of the good ones from Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. 19 points, four threes, and six rebounds. He's only a streamer. That's it. DeAndre Ayton, 14 and nine, and Cam Johnson had 13 with two threes and two steals and a block. Uh, Johnson's got some short-term value while Booker's out, but it's not particularly high. Bridges played with that finger issue. It's, I don't think it's bothering him, but he only had six points, nine rebounds, and three assists, while Landry Shamet, Landry Shamet, if yeah, he's not a 12-team league guy. I'm pretty sure you all know that. 11 points in 25 minutes, and McGee did his thing in limited minutes, 13 and seven in 13 minutes. He is like a you know, 14 to 16 team league option, especially when you are looking for some big man stats. But overall, just a pretty stock standard looking sort of um, Suns box score, I would say. All right, let's go to the next game. The Orlando Magic. They beat... No, they didn't. They got beaten by the Golden State Warriors. 126-95. 31-point margin of victory there. Franz Wagner with another solid game. 15 points, 4 rebounds, 6 assists, and 3 steals, 54% shooting. He's playing at a really solid level at the moment. I think some of his usage is due to Suggs' absence, but still, he's really solid. I don't think his minutes are dropping all that much when players return. Gary Harris had 17 points. Nice game from Gary, but only a deeper league guy, while Wendell Carter had 14 and 12. Not a great night from Mo Bumba, just the 18 minutes. He sort of got played off the floor by the Warriors as they uh, go small so often. 
Two points, three rebounds, two blocks. Just hold on to Bumba. Also a stinker from Cole Anthony. We know how good he's been. This was not one of those games, though. Nine, one, and one on 27% shooting. Didn't get a steal, didn't hit a three. Just a terrible game from Anthony. But again, we give him a pass after how well he's played. Jim Rikiki added two steals and two blocks, so that was good. While Steph Curry for the Warriors, 31, eight assists, seven triples. And Wiggins hit eight threes as well. So 15 threes between those two blokes. Eight of 10 for Wiggins from deep, 28 points. He'd been down a little bit, so this is a good bounce back game. Draymond had seven and seven with three assists and three steals. And Jordy Poole, Added 12, 7, and 7. Some nice passing from Poole, who is a top 40 player over the last two weeks. If you can sell high, do it. But I think most likely you're just riding it out. Damian Lee played 23 minutes for five points. He added four steals as well, while Gary Payton still rostered in too many 12-team leagues. And uh, Kavon Looney played only the 13 minutes. Seemed to get a little bit banged up in this one, Looney. So just watch that. Um, Otto Porter, if you added him in 12-team leagues. Yep, uh, see you later. Get that garbage out of here! Yep, he can go. And then um, uh, John Kaminga, some interesting last quarter performances. Played all of the fourth quarter, nine points with a couple of dunks. Yeah, he's a long way from being a regular rotation guy, but it was just good, I guess, to see him out there and uh, showing off some of that athleticism. All right, then on to the last game of the night. It was the LA Clippers. They beat the Blazers on the road 102-90. to Paulie George had 21-8 with four steals. And Marcus Morris, another strong game from Morris. 17 points, three threes, two steals, four assists. While Batum is out, he does have some 12-team appeal. I just don't see him being any sort of a you know, top 11 guy on your roster that makes him must roster or anything like that. They changed their starting lineup again. I think this one makes more sense. The Duck, Luke Kennard. He had 15 points in 36 minutes. He's an interesting 14-team league ad if they continue with this lineup, although I don't think they will. While well, Reggie Jackson had 16, 6, and 6, and Ibaka played 7 minutes. Those of you who added him in 14-team leagues, you can move on there. Did not expect him to play that little. Again, I don't think he's the I think he's the third best center on this team. I think Hartenstein's better than him. Five points in 13 minutes for Isaiah with four blocks. He did foul out in this game. But how they're running that uh, center rotation is going to make it hard for anyone to maintain regular value. Zubats did play 28 minutes. Five points with three blocks. Um, poor from the line. He still is a 12-team league hold. While very, very interestingly, BJ Boston played 20 minutes. That's more minutes than Terrence Mann and Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe's a clear drop. Four points in 16 minutes, while Mann had six in 18. Mann's not a 12-team league guy either. Watch Boston. 13 points, three threes. It's just a 20-team league at the moment. But pushing into those minutes is really, really interesting. Of course, things are going to change when Batum returns, but very interesting distribution of minutes. Now, the Blazers were without Lillard. His backup, Simons, and then CJ McCollum was out. Dennis Smith Jr., really good numbers. 13, 6, and 7, and a triple one for Smitty. He is worth having on the games the Blazers play, but he's not a must-roster guy. While Storm and Norman Powell had been bad, but with so many guys out, his usage went through the roof. 29 points in 44 minutes. He does nothing else, like literally nothing else, but that volume helped him. And then my man, Yusuf Nurkic, played 30 minutes. He had 31 points with five rebounds and a block on 63% shooting. Unfortunately, just 60 from the line. And it just goes to show again, he can play these minutes. I just wish uh, Billups would do it. Good minutes from Covington. Only two points, but 10 boards, three steals, two blocks is solid. But just remember how many guys are out. That's helping Nurkic, it's helping Covington, helping Powell, helping Tony Snell, who played 32 minutes for four points. And then Larry Nance had 32 minutes for four and five. When you play... Uh, 32 minutes and have a worse line than Tony Snell. You're really struggling. Larry Nance is not a 12 or probably, honestly, not even a 14-team league guy. Benny McLemore wasn't able to capitalize on the opportunity. Scoreless in eight minutes before his night ended due to a hip injury. All right, let's um, have a look at the 
lines of the night. All right, that's good stuff. The monstrous line of the night goes to Joel Embiid. The waiver wire line of the night is the Italian cock Danilo Gallinari. The young gun of the night is Cade Cunningham, while the dud of the night is Seth Curry. The top performers of the day in nine category leagues. Number one was Joel Embiid. Number two was Sabonis. Three was Steph Curry. Four was Oubre. Five, Trey Young. Six, Cunningham. Seven, Towns. Eight, Jarrett Allen. Nine, Holiday. Uh, Drew Holiday. And number 10 was Lou Dort. In terms of the blokes rostered in under 50% of leagues, Gallinari, as I said, one more game this week. Beasley, if Russell and Beverly are out, sure, stream him. Desumnu. Uh, maybe as a back-end guy, but you're probably only getting one game out of him this week anyway. Jeff Green, eh, more 14-team. Dennis Smith, maybe, but probably a streamer once we find out the status of Simons. Shake Milton, again, just took advantage of Maxi's absence. Kendrick Williams, not caring there. Luau Cabro, don't care. Jay Crowder, also don't care with one more game this week. And Josh Primo, interesting. Does Primo maintain a rotation role? Does he take Bryn Forbes out? Does he take Lonnie Walker out? Really good defensive stuff from Primo today. Watch his role. I'm very intrigued to see where this goes. And then for points leagues, we are looking at number one, Embiid, two, Towns, three, Sabonis, four, Ubre, five, Jokic, six, Gilgis Alexander, seven was Trey, eight was Steph, nine was Cade, and number 10 was Clint Capella. That will do it for me today, guys. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you want to hear more about Josh Primo, check out Locked On Spurs as well. They might have some interesting things to say over there. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave your comments down below, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.